You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Welcome in, Hornets fans, to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, post-game coverage of Hornets at Grizzlies. The Hornets pick up the win, 104-99. The Hornets move to 4-3. and The Memphis Grizzlies were 5-1 and entering this game. Strong Western Conference performances. They beat the Houston Rockets on Saturday before playing the Hornets. They were rested. The Hornets were not, but the Hornets with the better fourth quarter performance, and they pick up this victory. I've got the panel here with me, Kanata Edwards. I've got David Walker, and from the capital city, Nick Denning. David, we'll start with you. How big was this victory for the Charlotte Hornets in this early going? Man, I think this is about as big a win we've seen, certainly in the early goings of any Hornets season in recent memory, and especially for this team to go on the road. You know, a night after beating, I mean, bear with me now, a night after beating the East-leading Orlando Magic, they beat the West-leading Memphis Grizzlies. That's courtesy of uh, Charlotte Hornets PR. Thanks for that little tidbit there. But I mean, that's impressive. And going to that arena on, on the second night of a back-to-back to weather the storm, they had two technical fouls. There was clearly a lot of frustration. And then Kimball Walker came up like a superstar tonight. And I think for that group, you know, to go in there and, and kind of shake off a little of that early season rust and to get a big, big-time road win is, uh, is massive. Kanata? Uh, I will say this. This was for this core – I would possibly say this is one of their strongest outings that they've had pretty much ever, because I I would just say that the fact that they could have blown the magic game on Sunday, and then they come back, go through a horrible first half and then come back and basically shut down the Memphis Grizzlies from the field, at least where where there was a good portion of that second half, where the only way Memphis was scoring was primarily free throws. I think this is it was a, such a strong defensive performance, and it's a, such a Steve Clifford win where second half, they don't make any mistakes. They limit the turnovers. They limit the fouls, and they come away with a gritty win against a really good team. Nick, they were down six at halftime, and then Memphis added three more in a third quarter where the Grizzlies – couldn't hit a field goal to save their lives, but kept getting to that free throw line. And the Hornets going into that fourth quarter, almost down 10 points, but gritted it out, held them to 17 points. What was the biggest factor in this victory for you? You know, I liked the, I liked the stretch there in the kind of third, fourth quarter from Monk and Kaminsky in particular, Um, just because like, even, you know, they just, they, they kept the the score within reach. And then when they got started getting the starters back in, you know, Walker was able to take over. Lamb hit, hit a couple of big shots there. Um, but that doesn't happen without a couple of those shots from Monk. He had, he had that kind of quick stretch in the third quarter. And he had, I think, I can't remember the, where his, when his last three, if that was late in the third or early in the fourth. But um, credit to the second unit. That, that's, a, that's a unit that struggled to, to at least, you know, stay with the team that they're with. Um, so they, 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 you know, they did what they had to do. Yeah, I thought especially in that fourth quarter, the second unit made plays when they absolutely had to. Monk, who struggled, missed his first six shots. All of those off the dribble when Kimball Walker entered the game, he seemed more comfortable offensively, getting some catch-and-shoot opportunities, getting into a rhythm. He knocks down some shots in the second half, some big shots in that fourth quarter as well. And then Cody Zeller, 
four yeah. offensive rebounds, yeah, all of them in the final frame. Finishes this one with 11 points, eight rebounds, three blocks. I thought in the first half you could tell a big difference when Dwight Howard exited the game and when Cody Zeller entered in terms of the drop-off in rim protection. But again, when the game was on the line, when it mattered most, Cody Zeller stepped up in a big way. Those four offensive rebounds all led to points for the Hornets. And, and points were at a premium in this one because you know Memphis came into this game uh, the, loving to slow teams down and having one of the best defenses in the NBA. And those were big buckets that Zeller set up with his toughness, his offensive rebound. He also took a charge there in the fourth quarter. Another big play late in this game. Kimball Walker leading the way. 27 points, 12 of 13 from the line, 7 of 15 from the field. Second straight game, guys, that he has not been able to get it going from beyond the arc, and yet having such a major impact on this game. He had six assists as well. David, what can we say about Kimball Walker at this point? Yeah, I mean, what else can you say? You mentioned his struggles from three. That's probably the only thing you can nitpick from it. But he's making it happen from all over the court. And one of the prettiest plays of the night was I think was it the one they that, that got him the lead or, or certainly drew them close when he drove in and left that little drop off to MKG who was able to finish that was a that was a that was a clutch play Beautiful by set K- up set up by a great screen by Dwight Howard as well yep exactly and you mentioned the free throws he's shooting over 10 free throws uh in a lot of these games and he's finding other ways to get himself going I mean it could have gone the other way because he got a technical foul that was his fourth foul uh, went to the bench, and you mentioned that when he came back in, uh, he kind of took things over, and they, uh, let's see here, yeah, 15-4 to four run when he came back in in the fourth quarter, topped off by that by that dish to MKG. So, man, he's playing the part of the all-star and the leader on this team. Well, 15-4 to, 15 to four run there, and then you, let's rewind back to the second quarter, okay? Seven minutes in uh, to that second quarter, and uh, Kimba and Dwight sub in for Zeller and Graham. It was 45-36 to 36 Memphis at that point. Five quick points for Kimba Walker and an assist after checking in. They go on an 11 to nothing run, and the Hornets take the lead 47-45, to 45, and all of those buckets either scored by Kimba Walker or assisted by Kimba Walker. There is one moment that I'd love to get uh, Nada and Nick's opinion on. It was late in the first half, about a minute to go, and Clifford subbed out Michael Kidd Gilchrist in that final minute. And Michael Kidd Gilchrist had been guarding Mike Connolly, but uh, Kidd Gilchrist picks up another foul and wanted to keep him out of foul trouble, I imagine. And Memphis goes right to Connolly and Walker, that matchup, uh, for an and-one opportunity. And then uh, they sub Kimba out because Kimba picked up another foul. So now it's Monk on Connolly. The Memphis uh, intelligently goes right back to Connolly on the on the uh, baseline out-of-bounds play, and Connolly runs free for another and-one. What do you think about those decisions there late in, the, uh, late in that first half, uh, Nada? Uh, well... I, I was concerned when I saw that because I thought that would be the difference in the game, quite frankly, yeah. where you finish that, where you finish off again, the game's tied. And then you're all, all of a sudden you're down six with less again, by the time that that ended. And I, I, that's something I would love to ask Cliff. And I understand that it was foul trouble probably primarily that killed them on that. But I, I just didn't see how you don't trust your starters. You don't trust your guys 
to stay out of foul trouble in that at, in that scenario. I so, guess that's the thing I didn't understand, and I thought it I thought it would have killed them and put this game out of reach because in certain points of that game that they just managed to execute. And I didn't think that the bench had it and I was wrong, especially in that late in that third quarter. Well, foul trouble, uh, an issue for multiple players, but Nick, how much of it was foul trouble and how much of it is, Hey, you need to be able to trust your bench in those situations. You need to be able to get some quality minutes out of, of a guy like Malik Monk, who is struggling in that first half. It's been an issue for the Hornets all season. Well, you want to put some trust into him, but you also are kind of putting him in a bad spot. Um, You kind of have to just trust your starters, um, guys who are veterans who've been in those kind of situations before to say, all right, you're in foul trouble, but, you know, I'm going to leave you in because if I put our rookie point guard, or if we want to call him that, or who's still learning to play defense at this level, um, they're going to go after him. And so they're going to go after either way. So you have to decide, okay, do I trust Walker or MKG to not foul again? Um, or do I, you know, throw this at Monk and hopefully he has a learning experience from it? Um, that, that's a tough well, call he, to make. But Nick, he's, he's right. been getting a lot of uh, learning experiences. Uh, and Clifford has made it clear, you know, in these postgame press conferences that he thinks that Malik Monk needs to become – a combo one two if not you know sort of leaning towards the one because of his size at least early in his career he's got to he's got to be more capable uh, at the point guard position but so far he seems to just struggle with with the feel with the pass with the drive I mean when the ball's in his hands you know he's he's really struggled I, I look at the end of that third quarter two turnovers one he dribbles into the teeth of the defense gets stripped and the other he threw like a Brett Favre rocket shot uh, to yeah. Zeller off his, you know, Zeller luckily didn't hang on to it or he would have lost his hand and uh, it goes out of bounds and it just seems like it, it's not, it's tough. Maybe, maybe, maybe you think, well, Malik Mung needs to, to have these learning experiences to benefit him later on. But right now it's just killing the Hornets, not having someone that's competent enough to run the offense in that second unit. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's 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 not a good situation. Um, I, I I I believe I, I agree with Clifford that Monk needs to become more of a combo one two and probably play primarily one. Um, but that's not a position he's quite ready for. But he just kind of has to do it with just the whole point guard situation. Yeah. What are the um, choices we have right now? Marcus Page. So, that's it. That's yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and, and exactly, and it's it's a, I guess it's a tough argument to make when they've beaten two straight teams now that were five and one. They beat the top team in the Eastern Conference. Now they've beaten yeah. the top team in the Western Conference, and I think both of those records were were tenuous at best. They were probably you know a, a little overinflated here in the early right. going, but at the same time, two tough victories. No, I I will say that I just think the game is just moving a little fast for them, and yeah. it's just something that you know maybe. 30, 20, 30 games from now, it, it suddenly slows down and he's making less of those mistakes. David, what did you think about Dwight Howard's performance in this one? Uh, he got a, a bad Dwight Howard game. He's, so, he's played so very well in, in the early going, and it, this was bound to happen eventually. Two points for Dwight. Uh, did come around and got some key rebounds late. Seven rebounds, yep. one block. What did you think about his performance? One of nine from the field. 
I mean, Marcus Gasol was spreading him out pretty good, I thought, tonight. And you knew that was going to be a, a bit of a tough cover. And you mentioned the rebounds. He did get some big rebounds, as he's going to do when he's in there. And I thought that's why Clifford probably put him back in there, was to secure some of those late ones. Um, and, yeah, you know, he had a tough night from the field. Some of those early buckets didn't go like they have been. But, you know, I don't think you're upset with Dwight Howard or, or any of that tonight. It was it was a tough cover with, with Gasol. Man, it was shocked me how many times they left Gasol on the three-point line, like a couple that was times. Scary. That yeah, was scary. They did, well, they did, they've been doing that. They did that with Vucevic. They did that with, uh, with Jokic. They did that with Deadman. I mean, they've been taking their chances – with the with the big, I mean, it's it's been matchup after matchup for Dwight with a player uh, that that can spread him out, and they've just been rolling the dice. But you mentioned uh, the difference between when he's in, in there and then when Cody comes in. I mean, you yeah. can see it right off the bat. Like people are are attacking mm-hmm. uh, the when he leaves the floor. So even if it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, he still just his presence in there brings something they don't, they don't have. Otherwise I, I want to jump back to what you guys were talking about with Monk and Bacon, especially at the end of that first half. If you go back and look at that inbounds play, I think it was Bacon who was defending the pass on the inbounds and Monk was probably driving or guarding the uh, Conley who was cutting. And Dell mentioned it on the coverage that there needs to be a little more pressure on the ball there. So it was interesting that those two rookies were put in that situation there, and it did end up being a foul. Um, so I, I think Clifford was just trying to buy, you know, a possession there, and and and, and it stung him. But um, I think those two guys will learn from it, and, and they can use it down the road. Nada, what did you think about the performance of Dwight Howard in this one? Two points, one of nine from the field, seven rebounds. He's making me really regret that Kevin Willis joke in the first game of the preseason. I will say <laughs> that. Um, I do think he played well. I I, I just. I guess my my expectations for a 31-year-old guy on a second night of his first back-to-back and Good him point. not being again not being as effective. I mean for for a 1 for 9 performance, 7 rebounds, 2 points. You know what? I'll take that if it comes with the defensive uh, defensive basically the intimidation factor that comes with Dwight Howard. I'll take that. And there are going to be nights where Cody's going to be more effective because he's more effective in the pick and roll defense. There are going to be nights. And you know what? If you get, I would say, 12 points, something like 15 rebounds from your from your center position, mm-hmm. I think you're going to be willing to take that every single night. Yeah, I thought I thought the the Grizzlies did a great job. I, you know what? I think the Grizzlies looked at the past couple of games from Kemba Walker and said, look, there's there's probably not much we can do to stop this guy. But these other teams have been trying to double him, and it's left Dwight Howard wide open for some of these looks inside. And, and they were doubling down on Dwight at times and sending extra help over to Dwight. And, and I really, I really think the Grizzlies went okay. Look, there's nobody stopping Kemba right now, but let's let's see if we can limit what Dwight Howard can do early, knock him off his game, and, and take our chances with Kemba Walker. And, and I think it worked in the first half. I'll give Dwight so much credit because you know he he didn't get frustrated. When he, when he checks back in the fourth quarter, Steve Clifford going with Dwight Howard at the end of a game, trusting trusting his veteran, trusting his one of his stars, 
and putting Dwight Howard back in the game. And Howard responds with several key rebounds, a couple of great defensive possessions, and, and really affects the game. Doesn't doesn't let up. And, and and I thought physically he looked fine, back to back, notwithstanding. I thought you know he looked fine. I just think that the the Memphis Grizzlies did a great job of defending him. And then I think on the other end of the floor as well, uh, they they were they were doing a great job of pulling him to the to the weak side when Connolly was the ball handler and wanting to get inside yeah. and drive on on Kemba or or drive on MKG. Although I thought when when MKG was on the floor, it made a big difference against Connolly. I don't know what you guys saw in, Agreed. That, in that matchup. So much. MK, MKG guarded Connolly. Yeah, yeah. MKG guarded Conley, then got you know in a switch and uh, a pick and roll switch, and then guarded Gasol like on on a couple of different possessions and forced a turnover. I mean, that was just that was that was pretty amazing to watch. And I think the minutes restriction must be off of MKG went for what twenty seven minutes tonight. And that's what you should expect from a guy like MKG when you consider that he basically took Conley out of the game for large stretches of this game, and especially in the second half. That's where everybody that's where you miss MKG is on this defensive end. And quietly, he's having a pretty good offensive year thus far. Five for five from the field this tonight. He was what four for five from the field last night. He's doing what you expect him to do yeah. at this point. Yeah, take getting yeah. getting open looks, taking those open looks and knocking them down, not trying to force things. He's he's definitely finding, you know, those similar spots, that little uh one dribble, one step pull up uh from 16 feet. Yeah. Uh the same <laughs> the same shot that Dwight Howard keeps trying to take early in the game. We got to limit that. <laughs> I think we got to li- we got to limit those we got to limit those looks. They're giving him those. That's keeping him engaged. <laughs> <laughs> one or two. <laughs> bankers to start the game and he's good to go he gets it that's a funny thing yeah he gets it all out of his system early on and then you don't see it again for the rest of the game it's so it's so very odd second straight game that Howard has struggled offensively and had a few turnovers and then then at the in, in the game against Orlando he was able to recover and have a nice offensive outing and in this one uh, he struggled, but the first road win for the Charlotte Hornets. Again, they moved to four and three. They are they have a winning record right now, and honestly, seven games in with with uh, how well Orlando came into this one playing, how well Memphis was playing without Nick Batum, all the injuries that they've had to deal with, and players that they've had to work back into the lineup. Nick, I mean, could you could you imagine that they would be four and three right now? No, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly pegged this as a loss coming into the night. Um, so, but I was still have been all right with three and four. You know, it's there's a lot of things they have to work on and, and get used to and figure out when you have so many guys missing. And so, yeah, four and three is a solid start. Um, and, and what I really like is I just there's more depth in this team than there was last season. I mean, that that's that's clear. I mean, we would they would not be in this position. Um, I mean, not saying that that. I mean, Bacon and, and, and Trevion Graham still have things to work out. I mean, they're not, not, but they're still better options than who they had at those positions last season. Johnny O'Brien's better than who they had at that position last season. Um, so that's, I think, contributed given the circumstances. And Jeremy Lamb, 17 points, another 15 or more point outing for Jeremy Lamb has been a consistent scoring presence, has really basically made up for the fact that – the Hornets have depended so much on rookies Malik Monk and Dwayne Bacon, and both of those guys for the past two or three games have been struggling mightily from the field. 
But Jeremy Lamb, 6 of 13 in this one, 17 points, 8 rebounds, was uh, 4 of 6 for a couple of late free throws, and was a plus 10 in this one. Thought defensively he played well, stayed active, and uh, and just looked generally comfortable uh, as a starter. And uh, Steve Clifford saying after that Orlando game, look, J- Jeremy Lamb wants a bigger role, and, and he's absolutely playing like he does and, and like he wants to keep that bigger role uh, even after Nick Batum works his way back into the starting lineup. I think Lamb will be a key piece to this team. Well, the Hornets' uh, next game will be on Wednesday night against the Milwaukee Bucks, a, a rematch of a game that they were a few uh, they were a few possessions away from taking on the road in Milwaukee, uh, so they'll have a, ch- a chance to get them at home in Charlotte on Wednesday night, and that uh, sets up a four-game road trip for the Hornets, part of this tough uh, early season schedule that they have so far I think weathered better than a lot of people expected them to with some of these injuries, with some of these people, the lineup. Uh, So final words from everyone before we get out of here. We'll start with David. Final word on this game. I thought the story of the night was really how the bench redeemed themselves in the second half. They had a tough go of it in the first half and kind of let things get away from them and and led by Cody and, and Malik Monk and Frank Kaminsky really hit some big shots and made some big plays that really kept the Hornets in it. Like Nick said, it kept them within striking distance enough for Kimba to come back in and, and do what he did. So that's a good sign. You don't want the lulls, obviously. Um, to start with, but I think it's a good sign that they were able to recoup and and keep the Hornets in it. Nick, um, I'm I'm just really happy to watch Kimball Walker play every night. This is just kind of a general comment. I mean, like this is yeah. going up every single night. He's continuing to prove that he is like he needs to be in the bigger conversation of, of elite point guards. So um, credit to him for really taking on this more responsibility given. Um, again, losing Batum, you know, he's going to have to do more, and so far he's done it. And Nada thinks he should be in the conversation for greatest Hornet ever. We'll leave, we'll yes, leave, we'll leave, we'll leave that conversation to another <laughs> show. But <laughs> that's not, a, still a conversation. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think it's. I, we might have already decided it. Uh, he he ties Larry Johnson for most twenty point games in franchise history tonight. He's only got one more record. He's only got one more, and that's the scoring one. Yeah, Del Curry. Yeah. He's he's probably a season away from that, but yes, uh, he has climbed up the record books in Charlotte. Uh, one of one of the best, if not the best, uh, player in franchise history, and we are watching him do some amazing things. And it's not only people in Charlotte noticing now. You're hearing things from Jeff Van Gundy. You're hearing things from Frank Vogel. Coaches across the league, they're coming to Charlotte uh, to play these home games and saying, you know, they're amazed by what Kimba Walker is doing. And that's that's when you start to get in the All-NBA discussion. When you're starting to turn heads that much, uh, I think that says that he's he's ascending to, got the All-Star, now he's ascending to another level. Uh, not a final word on this game. The, I don't want to say it's a statement game or it's a game that you'll go back to when it's an October game. But this is this is a very solid game that I think we're going to go back to and say maybe this is the turning point, especially if especially when you could go three and four, especially since the road trip is as brutal as it is going forward. I like this win because, quite frankly, I didn't expect it. And these were the type of wins that we saw two years ago where they would pull these out on the road and you didn't expect it. And then you, they mess around and get a six seed. Who knows what happens if this is consistent without with again injuries non notwithstanding, but if they can get this kind of performances every now and again on a road against a team that you don't expect them to beat, 
we may be in for a special season, folks. Yeah, players playing well above what people expected them to do, and you're not getting any of these nights where after the game you, you're going, where was the effort? You know, Where was the want to? I mean, so many of these players are sacrificing their body. I just, again, I go back to that Cody Zeller play where he sprints down the floor, sacrifices his body, and fouls Jarrell Martin, saving a That wasn't a, a dunk. foul either. <laughs> well, anyway, it, it saved it saved two points, and, and those are just the kind of defining plays that I feel like if you're if you're talking about how are the Hornets playing right now, to me that's that's one of those plays that says that's how they're playing right now. Yeah, and one thing I will tell Malik Monk is if if Mark Gasol is staring him down, just <laughs> get out of the way. Like I am standing in there and trying to take that charge, but he he could have been decapitated or, or just. It wasn't. Hey, hey, the Rook earned a a few points for me for for that one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us here on this uh, post-game coverage. Uh, I'm Doug for Nick and David and Nada. Go Hornets. Go America. We will see you on Wednesday morning. Let's swarm Charlotte.